Bob, quick, the neighbors. There they go again. Jeez, it's like clockwork. Every weekend, he grabs his clubs, she grabs a duffel, and they're gone for the night. And when they come back, they look so relaxed and happy. Where do you think they go? Well, they're not rich, so it must be affordable. Maybe some kind of marriage retreat? Oh, right, with golf clubs? And she looks so refreshed. We could use some of whatever it is. Go ask them when they get back. Well, they're back, and you won't believe it. Surprise me. They've been going to Casablanca Resort in Mesquite on that $99 room and golf getaway. Sometimes they go for the $99 room and spa getaway. They love it. Hey, we could afford 99 bucks, and it's only a little more than an hour's drive. Let's treat ourselves. Book your $99 room and golf or spa getaway today at mesquitegaming.com or call 877-GETAWAY. Casablanca Resort in Mesquite, just like Vegas used to be. Must be 21 years or older. And welcome to Coach's Corner on Drive 96.9-949 FM. I'm your host, Coach Jim Bola. And some breaking news yesterday. The University of Texas in Oklahoma have made some inquiries about moving to the SEC. Could this be the big beginning of the shakeup of the NCAA? Are the NCAA days numbered, uh, especially with the NIL situation? And now they're talking about super conferences and things of that nature. So uh, we've got Paul Feynman uh, on ESPN Get Up in the morning, and they're talking about the impact that this may have and what it may lead to uh, as we are in uh, football media day. So right now you have the uh, – currently right now here in town, you have the Mountain West uh, media day going on. You've got the Big 12 uh, media day going on, and that's where uh, this news has been broken from. So here is uh, Paul Feynman talking about what he thinks the impact of this is. And in their opinion, him and some of the other experts on the show, uh, that this is probably a done deal. All right, we are back. And in a move that could shake up the college football world, says Texas and Oklahoma have reportedly reached out to join the SEC. Texas A&M coach Jimbo Fisher was on the Paul Feinbaum show yesterday, gave a warning to their former Big 12 foes. We're very happy where we're at. I know that. So uh, we're and while we're developing the culture and getting this program going where we think it could go, and you know, being the SEC is, in my opinion, a big advantage to do that. I'll so, say this, though. Be careful what you ask for when you jump in this lake. There's <laughs> a reason why we left the Big 12 back in 2011 and started in July 1st of 2012 is that we wanted a standalone identity in the state of Texas, and SEC has been a perfect fit for us. Perhaps there's a reason why Texas and Oklahoma are, are looking around. Of course they do. They want, Yeah, they want to be in the SEC. It's the best conference. Okay, so a lot to unpack here. Paul is with us. Sacho is a Texas alum. Booger is an LSU alum. And Heather Dinich is our insider extraordinaire. So, Heather, I will start with you. I heard a lot of people freaking out about this yesterday. What do the fans need to know? Well, the most important thing is that I've spoken with sources across the country in Power 5 leagues, and nobody knows for sure if this is actually going to happen. Remember, it's the university president's in the SEC, 11 of the 14 would have to agree to extend the invitation. Now, I've also talked with other decision makers 
in the country, and they have told me that while they are not sure if it will happen, they have to prepare for the possibility that it will. Because if it does, they've seen it before in realignment, and it turns into the survival of the fittest. Remember the Big East? Exactly. It doesn't exist anymore. So if this were to happen and Oklahoma and Texas were to join the SEC, then it would probably lead to the dissemination of the Big 12. It would be a mad scramble for everybody else to get the rest of those teams. But, Brini, I would tell you that it would not surprise me if Oklahoma and Texas also reach out to the Pac-12 to explore those opportunities as well. So I think this is the start of a long conversation, and it could certainly be the first domino in a major shift in college football if it does happen. Of course, because nothing reminds one more of the Pacific Ocean than Norman, Oklahoma. But anyway, Paul Fonda, let me come to you on this thought here. Um, she's saying that the university presidents and the SEC would have to want this. I mean, Texas and Oklahoma, I have to assume any conference would want them, right? Yes, and while this thing still could be in play for everyone else, Greeny, it is my opinion that these two are, are moving toward the SEC. From what I've been told, Texas and Oklahoma reached out to the Southeastern Conference. They, they went through back channels through a law firm. And, and I think this thing is pretty far down the road. Uh, you know, why did it come out yesterday it really doesn't matter. I, th I think there was some... some selective leaking going on by one or two schools, maybe to try to derail it. But once Texas and Oklahoma made the decision they wanted to leave the Big 12, the Big 12 really was done. And it's just a matter of, of how quickly this thing moves down this, the track. I think it's moving very quickly. It, it, as this, at this point in time, I think Texas and Oklahoma will come to the SEC, and everyone else is going to have to scramble because if, if the SEC gets those two, then everybody else has to start reaching out and grabbing whatever they can. Paul, to be clear, for, for people who don't live in this every single day, moving toward what? If, if, if the Texas and Oklahoma go to the SEC, and to Heather's point, the Big 12 maybe even just sort of ceases to exist, are we then going to be living in a world where we have four super conferences? Is that what we're headed towards as soon as three or four <clears> years from now? Absolutely, yes, because once the SEC, which is already the strongest league, goes to 16, and they just added two of the most valuable brands in college football, you can you can slice and dice it any way you, you want, but they're in the they're both in the top 10, and you know on top of Alabama and Georgia and Florida and LSU, you can't just sit there over in the ACC or in the Big Ten. The Pac-12 is not really even a relevant part of this conversation any longer and say, we're not going to grab somebody else. I, I, I think people will revisit Notre Dame. I know, I know what Notre Dame has said, but, but I think they're in play as well. Heather, go ahead. Well, I'm not sure that the Pac-12 is completely irrelevant in this conversation just yet, so I'm going to hold off and make a definitive statement there. But I spoke with a source in the SEC this morning who said it might not even be four conferences. It could be three. And to Paul's point, I will say this person suggested the Pac-12 could be so watered down that it does disseminate. But I would say that there's the possibility that was at least raised that it's three power conferences. And this person suggested the ACC would be all right, especially if they can hold on to Notre Dame. That's an interesting point. If Notre Dame joins the conference, contractually it has to be the ACC. Wow. Okay. So all of this, as you see, the potential for seismic change in college football and college sports as we know them. Now let me get the players in here. Sam Ocho, you played at Texas. The possibility of your alma mater moving to the SEC, what do you think of it? Yeah, I don't get excited about it, but I also don't get excited, but I also got a little bit confused. Why would Texas want to go to the SEC? It didn't make sense. 
then two things came to mind. I had a friend of mine who always says, follow the money. There are TV deals that are coming up. And so when a TV deal comes up and the Big 12 is not getting a lot of money opportunities when it comes to a TV deal, Texas could say, let's go to the SEC, number one. Number two, recruiting. So I look at a school like AM. If I'm from Texas, which I am, I'm a guy who's born and raised in Texas, looking at the best program I want to go to. I'm deciding between Texas and AM. If I'm choosing and I get a chance to go play in the SEC with the best, against the best, for lack of better terms, you're pretty much playing in the NFL. That's me in the national championship game against Alabama in the SEC when Alabama started their run. So recruiting, it helps recruiting as well. But I'm just sitting here saying, okay, why would Texas want to leave? And the only reason that comes to my mind is money. Money is pretty much the only reason any of these things happen. Uh, Booger, let me come to you again. And, and, and for those who don't remember, Booger was not only played in the SEC, but a huge part of the SEC network for many, many years. So you know the ins and outs of this as well as anybody. What do you think of it? Well, Brittany, I just smiled and laughed because Almighty Texas is reaching out to the SEC saying, we need you, we want you. And, and there's something about that that just makes me warm and fuzzy inside to all the UT alums out there who always talk. There's, everything is bigger in Texas. Well, guess what? You need the Southeastern Conference. Now, let's look at the bigger picture. I think everyone, as far as Heather, uh, Heather and Paul and Sam, have made some great points. But let's take it out macro. I think eventually the NCAA is going to be no more. Thank you for watching ESPN on YouTube. For live streaming sports and premium content, subscribe to ESPN+. Remember Old Vegas where the golf courses were right outside your door? The Casablanca in Mesquite is just like Vegas used to be. Now at bookmesquitegolf.com, you can build your own room and golf getaway starting at $100. Mesquite Golf Packages draw golfers from all over the country to play on scenic and challenging courses. Stay in a deluxe tower room and choose from six golf courses, all within a six-minute drive from the Casablanca Resort and Spa. Build your own golf getaway at bookmesquitegolf.com. Choose from six unique and challenging courses for every golfer. Find the course to match your skill level. The Palms, Falcon Ridge, Conestoga, Oasis Palmer, Oasis Canyons, or Casablanca Golf Club. So pack your clubs and reserve a tee time. Go to bookmesquigolf.com and customize your perfect golf getaway at the Casablanca Resort and Spa. Stay at the Casablanca Resort and Spa. It's just like Vegas used to be. And welcome back to Drive 96.9-94.9, Coach's Corner. It is Mountain West Media Day, yesterday and today in Las Vegas. Today will be all the players. Yesterday were the coaches. And Commissioner Thompson's uh, press conference for the conference itself and what's happening. So we're going to bring you that uh, Commissioner Thompson's uh, press conference that he had yesterday. I found it very informing, talking about what the policies are going to be they are not mandating that all athletes be vaccinated. That is going to be up to the individual schools. Um, and But here's, the, here's what it is. There's two classes of athletes. Vaccinated, which are not going to be tested, or unvaccinated, which will be tested, and contact traced uh, in the event of positives. So here is part one of Commissioner Craig Thompson of the Mountain West and he's also going to talk a little bit about the potential for a 12-team national championship football playoff. Good to see everybody. I, I really appreciate you uh, indulging us in the masks. There was a, 
a change in a protocol here in Las Vegas and L.A. this week, and uh, we're, we're trying to kind of be on the side of caution, so thank you for that. It's, uh, it's great to see everybody. You know, this has been an unbelievable year. I'm going back to my old, I say this every year, the SID routes and the numbers and statistics and such, but I, I think a couple of milestones of, of interest and, and uh, there's a lot to talk about. I, I know that there's a number of questions. I've kind of done radio row and answered some of them, but uh, uh, numerous issues uh, floating around out there in college athletics today and uh, most recently a, a tweet of maybe a half hour ago that's caused some uh, interest in, in the collegiate world. But uh, way back on March 1st through the 7th in 2020, we were one of the very first and only conferences to uh, play its men's and women's basketball championship. We played a week early, if you recall, because of the construction convention and the hotel rates, so we, we played a week early. It was fortuitous. It was lucky as hell. We got the tournament in uh, before we were supposed to have played it. And then probably uh, uh, two-thirds to three-quarters of the leagues did not even play their basketball championship. Uh, jump ahead a few days later, I was in New York with the Men's Basketball Selection Committee. And uh, at 1229, approximately, exactly, rather, 1229 p.m., the NCAA canceled the 2020 basketball championship. August 10th. All summer we had numerous calls and conversations talking about what we we're going to do, where we we're going to play, where we we're going to be able to play, and uh, with our board and athletic directors and, and health and safety advisory committee. And on August 10th, the board of directors declared that we were postponing all scheduled fall sports. A little over a month later, on September 24th, due to changes in rapid testing, as well as, as costs, we were able to announce that we were going to play and resume a truncated fall schedule where we played basically uh, conference games only in all sports, including football. And we began play on October 24th. So what happened between October 24th and June 2021? Just a sampling we had nearly 90% of our scheduled games in all sports were played with the exception of, of football. We missed 10 scheduled conference games. We had 105 athletic directors calls, Zoom calls, 91 commissioner calls, 63 health and safety calls, 38 board of directors. Now keep in mind, I usually talk to the board three times a year. I talked to them 38 times, each call lasting a little over an hour. They're probably tired of listening to me, and, but we had so much business to conduct and, and prepare for not only this season, but finishing the, uh, the athletic and academic year last year. This doesn't include coaches, CFP, men's basketball committee, or NCA other calls. So all total, probably in the vicinity of 500 hour to two hour Zoom calls uh, by my staff, myself, and, and others. We conducted championships in 10 sports, ended up playing, as I said, between 80 and 100% of those scheduled games. 
March and April of this year were quite hectic. We had uh, 29 days, personally 29 days, the JW Marriott in Indianapolis uh, helping to conduct the NCAA basketball championship. I did get to see Utah State play uh, down in Bloomington. We, uh, by the way, proposed a 12-team CFP expansion model, and I'm sure there are some questions. We can discuss that a little bit. All this culminated despite a pandemic, a worldwide pandemic like none of us have ever experienced in a record distribution of over $49 million. This is in part due to an increased television media contract. We were probably about 10 to $12 million short of projection because the NCAA distributed 37.5% of its 100% basketball championship revenue and CFP revenue is down as well. We're in the midst of collecting a, a, a few dollars, a few hundred thousand dollars, uh, as much perhaps as even a million from insurance cancellation. We're still uh, uh, discussing that for both a football and men's and women's basketball championship. So all said, despite an unbelievable year, we were able to conduct a championship. I've been asked many times by folks today, what was the most rewarding thing about the 2021 season? I think it's very simple. We played. And we gave the opportunity to the student athletes to do what they wanted to do the most, get on the court, get on the field. Uh, we didn't play a full season. Through the NCAA, we're able to allow them an extra year of eligibility, whether they played one game or 10 games or 20 games last year. And so we're back on track. The biggest fear I have right now, and, and been answered many times this morning, is probably complacency with the virus. Uh, again, looking around the room with the masks, appreciate everybody helping us out and, and adhering to that rule. But I think there's so many in this world, this country, that are saying the worst is over, it's done. Uh, doubtful. If you look at today's news, I, I don't know what the number is this afternoon. This morning, it was 79 Olympians that have been uh, disqualified from competition in Tokyo because of positive testing or, or tracing. What we're going to do with the Mountain West Conference, we're, we're about this close to finalizing. The board is going to look at it one more time and one more review by health and safety is they are highly, health and safety is highly recommending that all individuals receive a COVID vaccination at their earliest opportunity. Individuals are either going to be considered, considered in one of two categories, vaccinated, unvaccinated. Vaccinated, unvaccinated. Vaccinated, play on. Social distancing, distancing masking, et cetera, will not be required. Testing will not be required. Unvaccinated, testing will be required. And we're looking at the probability of three antigen and or one PCR test. It'll be at the expense of the university at their discretion. And again, a weekly testing cadence for unvaccinated student athletes. To give you an example, right now, football teams, we did a survey last week at the behest of the athletic directors that are about 73% 73, 73 vaccinated. We have seven institutions 
that are right at that 90% vaccination. So we've got a great start on it and we're getting close, but knowing you know the season starts in about uh, five weeks. The Health and Safety Advisory Committee continues to monitor through the CDC, the NCA, member institutions, and, and certainly local authorities what's happening in their communities. We have two states as it stands today, California and Colorado, that will require mandatory testing for all students, all students. Now, Colorado is dependent on uh, FDA approval of the vaccine. Uh, California state system, that's their plan today, but that could change in the future. So we're evaluating, monitor, evaluating and monitoring uh, daily the, the uh, vaccination, the inoculations, and uh, we'll continue to look at this and develop a finite plan uh, well before the season. But right now the working plan is unvaccinated, you will be tested, you will be contact traced. In addition to this, the Mountain West does not plan to cancel, postpone, or reschedule any games. If the game is scheduled to begin at 1 o'clock on Saturday and Team X is not available to play, it will be determined to forfeit. That's different than last year. Last year, there was no vaccine. Last year, there was not a choice to be made. This year, there is. And we are not going to mandate, as a league, vaccination, but we will have consequences if you are not able to participate as a team. We're looking at uh, no minimum roster thresholds. If you recall last year in football, you had to have so many offensive linemen, so many people at each and every position. That will not be a requirement. The only requirement it's not even a requirement. The suggestion is to have 11 players on the field at all times. But there will be no minimum roster thresholds as well. Another big issue that's going on in our world right now, name, image, and likeness. And uh, certainly we're being very proactive in this space. We cannot, as a conference, come up with particular policies because we transverse uh, seven states. One state has an active law in New Mexico. Everybody else is uh, developing protocols within their state and on their campuses. We're providing updates on NIL legislation. We continually have webinars. We're considering a weekly newsletter for our compliance, athletic department people, uh, coaches, etc. We had a webinar last week of some 70 people and we'll continue to educate each institution on how they can manage name, image, name, image, and likeness and, and work around the uh, various local and state protocols. The, uh, the big news that I mentioned before regarding uh, football playoff expansion is uh, a recommendation of a subcommittee that would recommend we go to 12 playoff teams six automatic qualifying champions and six at-large positions. The first four games would be on campus. Four teams, the highest rated four conference champions of the six would receive buys until the second round and play those games 
on a bull site, a neutral site, and uh, culmination sometime hopefully about mid-January, not to get too far into the second semester. With the expanded NFL format, we're, we're a little bit calendar challenged and uh, many moving parts on the potential of a playoff expansion. As it stands right now, the college football playoff board of directors will potentially vote in late September as to whether approving a, a plan of 12-game expansion or not. <laughs> and implementation could be anywhere from uh, two to four years from now, the full term of the contract. That will be determined. Really, that's all I have. There's so many other issues out there today, but uh, let, me, let me break it down and, and offer the opportunity to ask questions and answer any specific concerns that you might have regarding Mountain West. As a reminder, if you'll please raise your hand and either Maya or Justine will come over to you. Please state your name and your affiliation. Hi, Craig. Mike Brohart from CSURams.com. I want to go over a couple of the vaccination things. You said um, the antigen or PCR testing would be at the discretion of the university or their expense. Are you suggesting or I, I guess suggesting to universities they pick up the cost or is it up to them whether they pick up the cost or the student athletes pick up the costs? The latter. They, they will make that institutional decision, Mike, but the, the conference will not be uh, subsidizing testing this year. And then as a follow-up, as you said, you're going to count games as forfeits. What other consequences are there if a team cannot play like we saw teams that traveled to a site and all of a sudden found out they couldn't play the next, that day? Um, are, teams, are, you going to, are teams going to have to pay the travel costs of the team that went out? Um, is there going to be a transfer of TV money if it's lost for a game that's been lost? How are those things going to work? That's a good question, very fair. I, I think the intention from the athletic director group is simply you travel 29 people if that's all you have to play, and you play the game with 29 people. There could be occasions where a team simply cannot travel, will not travel, is not allowed to travel, then we will address the finances at a later date. If money was no object and you and a friend could get away to a beautiful nearby resort for a 24-hour stay that includes a world-class spa treatment, would you do it? Now, what if I tell you $99 is all you need for that same scenario and the resort is the fabulous Casablanca in beautiful Mesquite, Nevada? You'll be rejuvenated inside their spa and salon with a Swedish massage, European facial, or pumpkin pedicure of your choice. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Casablanca Resort's $99 room and spa getaway. You can get away from your stress and start to refresh in less than an hour's drive. And when you come, enjoy our delicious dining, nightly entertainment, championship golf courses, and famous weekend brunch buffet. Book your $99 room and spa getaway today at mesquitegaming.com or call 877-GETAWAY. Must be 21 years or older. Casablanca Resort in Mesquite. It's just like Vegas used to be. And welcome back to Coach's Corner on the Highway Radio Network. And as promised, we're going to bring you the second part of Commissioner, Mountain West Commissioner Craig Thompson uh, at Football Media Day. So here is part two of Craig Thompson's Address to the Media. 
Brent Bergman with the Colorado Springs Gazette. Can you clarify what you meant when you said Colorado was not was exempt from this or would would require testing still? The state of Colorado is saying until the vaccine is FDA EU approved, they will not make it mandatory. But once that is, it will be a mandatory request. There's so many waivers, though, uh, you know, for for religious reasons, for personal reasons, almost to the extreme of I just don't want to take the vaccine. So there, there's a higher probability that you could waive out of being tested, but that's to be determined. Craig Kelly Lyle with Fort Collins, Colorado. As kind of continuing on that, when you say the state of Colorado testing, that is for students, right? All students, not for athletes or competition. That is the university's requirements students. for students. Yep, all students. Okay. Just and and Hawaii did have a mandatory. I just found out last night that they have now lifted that, and it is not mandatory in the state of Hawaii. The California state system, the three California state system institutions, as it stands this afternoon, it will be mandatory for all students. Craig, Willie Ramirez with the Associated Press. Could you go back over the percentages you had said as of, I believe, last week, seven institutions were at 90%. And when you said 73%, is that the average across, or is that at least every team right now? That is, uh, I believe, help me out, Jamie, every team, or is that just football, 73%? Football. It's uh, not, uh, seven institutions are at 90%. I'm counting one institution that's at uh, 88% as being 90%. So 88% plus. Seven of the 12 institutions are 88% vaccinated. But all 12 are at least 73%. No. Oh. Cumulatively, all 12 are 73%. Got it. Got there it. are others Thank you. below 73%. Thank you. And this is at least one dose or fully vaccinated with two shots. So, you know, we're getting close. And, and I, I know we, we met with the coaches last night and, and this morning as well. Uh, they're, they're diligently trying to convince their teams to get vaccinated. It's the best defense against the virus. When I flew out of Colorado yesterday, there was a report and the Denver Post, I believe, that 95% of the hospitalized patients with COVID were unvaccinated. So science is proving a vaccination works regardless of uh, your inclination. There is science behind supporting being vaccinated. And we're trying to create a, a, uh, a consequential situation. You have a choice. But if you choose not to be vaccinated, there may be, uh, you know, a consequence. Craig Kelly Lyle with Fort Collins, Colorado. And again, there's certainly you're talking about the urge and all to get players vaccinated and some school systems are going to require it. What guidance, if any, is the conference providing for fans 
attending games. Full attendance, partial attendance, socially distanced, vaccination requirements in some sections, not others, or totally, or is the conference leaving that entirely up to each institution? Again, um, Kelly, each institution, because representing seven states were so different, and, and even localities within those states. You know, one thing that we found last year, uh, particularly in California, Santa Clara County versus Fresno versus San Diego, they, they were quite different local protocols and standards. Any other questions for Commissioner Thompson? Kirk Kenny from the San Diego Union Tribune. Craig, could you comment a little bit on how the dominoes might fall if, say, Texas and Oklahoma followed through and got to the SEC and how, how that might play out? Boy, you, you know me, uh, Kirk. That's a hard one. I'm not a hypothetical guy. You know, it. it I, I don't even know the validity. I think there's already been a statement made by Oklahoma. I'm not 100% on that, but I, I heard say, um, I. I I don't even want to venture a guess I, because I don't know the validity of the report. In previous times when rumors like this get out, what does that do to you phone call wise or anything else where you have to start dealing with th these kind of things? My, uh, my pocket's been buzzing. I've had several commissioners call, uh, a couple athletic directors, you know, what does this mean, et cetera. And, you know, that's the world we live in today. Anybody can say anything. Uh, true, factual, or otherwise, and uh, it's, it's very challenging. You know, I, I had a good uh, conversation today, a long-range conversation with uh, Chris Vanini of The Athletic, and we, we went back through the history of the Mountain West, the 22-year history. We had 15 members and, and how certain memberships came to be, and I'd frankly forgotten some of them, how, how quickly those decisions were made. But on this one, you know, I, I just, I'm not even going to speculate as to whether it's accurate or not. Um, certainly no offense to the Houston reporter. Uh, he has his sources, but don't know. And could you talk a little more about the 12-team expansion and being part of those talks and mm -hmm. kind of what you guys went through? and? Well, it was, it was a great exercise, and, and uh, we, we joked that probably the biggest takeaway and, and the, the shock is the fact that we had been meeting for over two, uh, two years and nobody knew about it. But when you have a smaller group, that's the way you can do things. And, and those of you that know me, that's the way I like to operate. My modus operandi is, you know, shut up until you have something to say. And so I uh, was very pleased with our working group. Uh, where it came out, uh, our conversation with the uh, uh, football coaches this morning was, was very constructive. They're very excited about the potential. What it will mean is a, a one or two loss Mountain West team has a, a very strong probability of, of being in the 12-team playoff because that would get them one of the six highest rated spots as a conference champion. It's going to bring new meaning to our conference championship, i.e., if you have a 7-5 and five team in one division and an 11-1 and one team in the other division, uh, 
You might be prone to cheer for the 11 and one team because they will probably get in the playoff. Uh, the seven and five might, might knock them out of a spot. That then begets the conversation that if this passes, we'll probably need to, as a league, discuss divisional play. Do we abolish divisional play and just send the two highest ranked teams? Hypothetically, they're both 10 and two. The winner then could still be in the top six. The other side of it is there will be six at-large teams. Maybe unlikely, but possible that the Mountain West champion, if they're not one of the six highest qualified, highest rated conference champions, could get in at large. And to give you an example this year, it's one small year, one data point. Both Cincinnati and Coastal Carolina would have been in the playoff, and San Jose State was ranked higher than the Pac-12 champion. Now, again, truncated season, small sample size, but uh, they could have, have potentially gotten in as an at-large, even though they weren't in the top six. They were the seventh-ranked conference champion. So I think it's positive news for the league and, and uh, momentum. You guys know me. I, I've been a playoff proponent uh, since, since the beginning of this league and uh, have fought hard. You know, four teams was a good start to get to a playoff. I personally believe, uh, biasly, that, that 12 teams is, uh, is a great opportunity. Just building off the uh, in the back, the the, the twelve team uh, potential expansion. Um, what what uh, do you think? What is your level of confidence that it will uh, go through and, and get approved? And um, in terms of the uh, the future of the Mountain West, I know you've touched on it a little bit, but how much does this solidify the conference in a time of potential realignment? And uh, what would it mean financially for the league too? Uh, a lot of questions embedded in there. I, I think it's got a real chance. You know, we have met one time with the board of directors in Dallas uh, a couple weeks ago, and, and there was a positive response and basically said, you have 90 days until the end of September to talk to ESPN, talk to all the potential bold people, uh, talk to groups like this, media, but also internally with the athletic departments, with the coaches. I'm going to meet with the student athletes tomorrow. I would imagine, I would suspect they'll go, you know, Kamish, 17 games, that's too much. Well, for the, for the fact of the matter, four teams will play the exact same amount of games they're playing now. Four teams will play potentially one more game than they're playing now. And four teams, possibly two of them, could play 17 games, but very remotely. That probability. And so basically two-thirds of the expanded field of 12 teams will play zero or one more game. So we're, we're, I'm anxious to hear what the, what the players have to say tomorrow morning when we visit with them. The, uh, the incremental revenue, you know, right now five leagues receive somewhere in the 13 to 15 percent of, of the overall distribution. There have been suggestions that potentially adding seven playoff games could double the rights fee from 600 million to 1.2 billion. If there's a second network, that could go as high as three times, 1.8 billion. But a lot of this will hinge on ESPN and their willingness to extend the contract and pay for those additional games, or if they're more willing to uh, let somebody else get involved as well. Don't know the answer to that question hasn't been asked yet.
Hi, I was just wondering, um, is there going to be uh, any policies or guidelines in place that will allow um, the return of uh, media's uh, being able to do one-on-one -on -one in person interviews? I mean, will, will the media have to be tested? I think you tried to do it for this yeah. event, but yeah. will that be a requirement for the media? We have not discussed that. Javen, am I missing something? Maybe the SIDs have. I, the athletic directors, uh, Steve, at this point, have not. We are having a meeting with the sports information directors over the next couple of weeks and sharing policies of what we're looking at in each locale, and then we'll be sharing that with the media here in the month of August. Thank you. Uh, Brent Brigham again from the Colorado Springs Gazette. If the league were to abolish the, uh, the division format, what were some of the options being discussed? What would a schedule look like? Kind of what, what possibilities could we be looking at if it wasn't a division format? Okay, you know, full candor, we spent about two minutes on that this morning. Um, you know, n nothing concrete, nothing definitive. Something along the lines potentially of saying, uh, maybe let's kind of have quasi-divisions, meaning you play the five institutions that you normally play in your division. We just don't recognize that as, so that we keep some natural geographic rivalries. We don't get get back into uh, uh, days past. That that's one example. That would probably be a, a good starting point. Okay, because some of the coaches did mention this, but kind of wanted to defer to you. But they did mention preserving some rivalries. Mm -hmm. Would that be something the conference would take into account? You know, Colorado State, Wyoming, Nevada, UNLV. Would those be protected? Absolutely. You know, I, I mean, that would be the intention. Certainly. Uh, that particular series is, is the longest running in the conference, one of the longest running in the nation, uh, has been played since uh, you know, the 1890s. So we're going to want to protect that one. Last opportunity. Any other questions for Commissioner Thompson? Hi, Stephen Hicks from KFSN TV. Can you walk us through how the Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl came about and, and who approached whom and why that might be a good partnership for the conference? It, it, I'm not going to avoid the question. I'll answer best I know. And I just found the answer to that from Steve Lopes um, a, a couple uh, hours ago. Uh, arguably, it was uh, it's a promotional opportunity for Jimmy Kimmel. And they had approached, I, I think, Steve, I don't mean to put words in your mouth that the intention is the Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl presented by somebody, a corporate sponsor. But, um, you know, we weren't involved in those conversations. I think it was a, a fun uh, uh, advance, a, a fun portrayal in, in the way they announced the game. Uh, my understanding is, Steve, that, that Jimmy plans to be at the game and, and meet with the teams even perhaps a day or two before the game. And, uh, you know, in today's day and age and world, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's a fun promotional opportunity for, uh, you know, for ABC as well as for Jimmy Kimmel. Did I get that right or close? Thank you. Thank you, Commissioner Thompson. As a reminder, tomorrow morning we... Whenever you are. Okay, here we go. Three, two, one. And welcome to Coach's Quarter on the Highway Radio Network. And we've got a great guest, Christian Addison of Mesquite Gaming. And Christian, you've got some unbelievable golf values for the summer. 
Absolutely. Mesquite is the place to be this summer, and the Casablanca Resort's ready with some some great offers to get some people up out of Las Vegas and uh, come enjoy our great resort for a great long weekend away, or if you do a little extended weekend, the Casablanca is the place to be. Well, you, and you typically, you still run your $99 room and golf packages, correct? Absolutely. Our $99 package is, is famous, and it goes all year round. Uh, but in the summertime, we bring out an even better package for people to enjoy. We have our $59 summer midweek room and golf package, and it can't be beat. Right. Right. So, and that runs until the uh, end of se- or September 7th, correct? Yeah, that's when our, our courses go into uh, overseas for, yeah. for the summer. But you can take advantage of this great uh, $59 package. It gets you a room at the, the Casablanca Resort. And one round of golf at either the Palms or the Casablanca Golf Club, two of the, the great golf courses you can find here in Mesquite, Nevada. Right. Okay. And then you also you also will do groups, and you're, you kind of handle the group coordination for any kind of group events. So if I've got a group of, say, 20 guys that want to come up there and play, they can, it's a one-stop shop, basically. They call you. You take care of everything for them, correct? Absolutely. absolutely. We, we have a great group sales department, and they're almost like a golf concierge for, for those group leaders. And uh, so, yeah, if you got your group of 20, you know, come on up to Casablanca. We not only book our courses, the Casablanca and Palms, but we have six of six whole courses in the Mesquite within six minutes of the Casablanca Resort. So you can play the courses that we have, but we also have uh, group rates that we can offer at the other golf courses here in town. And we can put together a great stay-and-play package for that group coming out to the Casablanca. And it's just a great way to get to go and get away with uh, with your golf group and enjoy enjoy a great uh, time together. Yeah, and you've also the, the hotel has won some tremendous awards, the best of awards, correct? Yeah, Casablanca was. We're we're happy to uh, uh, receive the best of Las Vegas, best destination, and you know that that comes with you know a lot of our uh, uh, things we have to offer at the property. Bring that bring that to a head. We have a great spa. Catherine's Steakhouse is is beyond um, <laughs> compare, and uh, you know, and the resort itself is it's just a great place. So we're very humbled to receive that Best of Las Vegas award, and we're looking forward to sharing that with people to come up and enjoy, you know, the Casablanca Resort, which was the gold winner, uh, Best of Las Vegas, Best Destination. Yeah, and that's that's competing with all the big hotels in Vegas, also. Yeah, so if you if you're living in Vegas and looking for that great getaway. Book your room at the Casablanca Resort. Come enjoy all the amenities, golf, spa, Catherine's, and our great pool area. It's definitely an oasis in the desert, and you'll feel like you're miles and miles away from home, uh, but just a short drive up to the Casablanca Resort. Yeah. Now, if people are interested in getting information, they can go to CasablancaResort.com or call 1-877-GETAWAY, and you'll get all the information that you need for uh, any of these packages that we've talked about. Um so you just finished up with the 18th annual Mesquite Amateur, correct? Yeah, we, we had over 630 uh, participants in that golf tournament. Um, and, you know, we, we obviously took a year off with, with COVID. And, but Bearwin came back really excited. It was great to see everyone back together. Uh, we do dinner parties during that tournament. Uh, we had over 20 flights, so you play with like age and ability uh, with that tournament. So another great year in the books for the Mesquite Amateur. And uh, people can uh, get ready for the 2022 Mesquite Amateur. We're looking forward to it. And how are the courses? They should be in great shape with this all this heat. Absolutely fantastic. And the Mesquite Amateur takes place at the end of May, beginning of June. 
and those courses are just in great shape for those folks to come out and enjoy. And, you know, great competitive golf, but but uh, also at the same time, the great hospitality that the Casablanca offers. Um, you pair that with a first-class tournament, and you just have a great time at the Mesquite Amateur. Yeah, and, and like I said, you can't – I mean, first of all, if you're coming up to Mesquite in the summer, the pool area is just outstanding. I mean, it's – if you didn't know where you were, you would never know you're in Mesquite in that pool area. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's definitely, like I said, an oasis in the desert. And when you when you come to the backside of the Casablanca property and walk out to that pool area – like you said, you're you're taken to a whole different place, and that place is relaxation, uh, cold beverages, and a nice, refreshing pool, and that's the place to be at the Casablanca. And as you said, with Catherine's Steakhouse, one that voted one of the top 100 romantic restaurants in the country, and the pricing, which is really, really, really reasonable uh, for for the quality of food that you get up there, it's truly amazing, truly amazing. It, it really is. And, you know, Catherine takes on that, that old school feel of, you know, we have yep. a lot of table side service from our salads to our desserts. And we have, you know, the great prime beef, um, you know, from, from the stockyards that, that you can't beat it. The same steak you're getting on the strip at one of those great steakhouses, <laughs> you're getting that same steak at Catherine's. And uh, you're enjoying just an old school place um, that, that, that puts service first and, the customers have a great time. Yeah, it's a, it's a great. I mean, if you're traveling, if you want to stay staycation, just right up the road on Interstate 15. Um, unbelievable property. Rooms are great. Restaurants are great. Service is outstanding. Golf is outstanding. The spa is great. Pool area is just unbelievable. Um, so, I mean, you've got to you've got to take advantage of this. Uh, opportunity people so if you're interested go casablancaresort.com or call 1-877-GETAWAY and we've been speaking with Christian Anderson of the Mesquite Gaming and Golf so Christian thank you very much for uh, getting us uh, this information so you're running that special that that uh, $59 midweek special until September 7th correct that's correct and then you know after that you can still book that $99 package Correct. into the fall and, and on. So it's a, it's a great way to go and enjoy mesquite. Yeah. And if you got and if, uh, and if your lady friend doesn't play golf, you can send them to the spa. <laughs> so absolutely. Yeah. The, the women always love the spa. I mean, I've, I've been on a number of trips where we check in and the first thing the women do is go, uh, we'll be at the spa. See ya. Um, you know, go out and you guys go out and golf. We're going to be at the spa. So getting taken care of. So, Christian, I want to thank you very much for letting us know about these uh, specials, and uh, we'll continue to talk to you about what you're going, what you have going on in the fall. Sounds yeah, Coach. Sounds great. We got some great tournaments in the fall, Nevada Open, the Casablanca Two Man, and uh, yeah, always great events and great things happen at the Casablanca Resort. We can't wait to have everyone come up and see us. Thank you, Christian. Thanks, Coach.